good to see each of you here this morning. Welcome you in the name of Jesus. I don't hear everything real well. Glenn, could you repeat what you said you all arrived at in class about this Jesus and the Word? Jesus, if I remember right, was was known as the Word before his birth, not as Jesus. But then I, I was just thinking about, uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, that's that's fine. I, I'm not going to get picking at that. He was known as Jesus before his birth, too. That's what the angel said he's going to be called. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, that's uh, beside the point. Christmas season. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that went through my mind, and... Uh, you know, this getting ready for this one was uh, a lot more frustrating than some other things. Uh, it um, riveted in my mind that I want to keep this for my dates instead of my phone because my computer didn't cooperate at all. Um, so anyhow, that's uh, that's beside the point. I heard a news report yesterday that Christmas is canceled this year in Bethlehem. Because of the unrest. What would have happened if Christmas, now I know we can go down this line of when is Christmas, when did it actually take place, when and all this. I, I understand that, and I'm not going there this morning. But um, because of that event, let's just put it that way, uh, it changed the world. And this, this verse was already referred to this morning. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, And that's what we celebrate at Christmas, what we should celebrate at Christmas. Um, I'd like a little bit of response from this, and I'm going to start with, um, I I don't guess this is too dangerous. You know, sometimes the young reveal some things about us older ones uh, when we open it up to them. So um, if you're under 15, what, now let me put it this way. If you're under 15 and someone asks you, what is special about Christmas, how would you respond? Anybody want to to? Say how you would respond if you're 15 or below. Jesus, okay. Good answer. Anybody else? 
All right, let's go to uh, 21 and under. If somebody asked you what's so special about Christmas, what would your response be? All right. Singing. Okay. Good. Singing what? Carols? Okay. That's a good answer. Do you want him to repeat that or not? <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. Okay, I like to go caroling. Good. You see, in Sunday school class this morning, we had some stars in there of things that happen at Christmas and what people do to obtain those things at Christmas. So I, I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy this season of year. Um, the remembrance of the events. I enjoy the activities of the season. I enjoy caroling. And I really enjoyed it when the young people came to my house and caught me unawares and sang for me. <laughs> and some of the young people know what I'm talking about. But anyhow, family gatherings. Um, I'm looking forward to something this week that hasn't happened in a long time, and I don't know for sure if it's going to happen. I'm from a family of nine. All of us still have our spouse living, and there is a fair, fairly good chance, I think, that all of us uh, will be able to be together for one last time. Well, I shouldn't say one last time. Might be. I mean, our oldest brother is 79 and a half years old and not in real good health. And so uh, I, I enjoy those things about this time of year. But it's more than that. I want to look at uh, Luke's account this morning a little bit, not so much at the, uh, what we think of as the Christmas story, but I want to look a little farther down and Andrew already mentioned what uh, I mentioned about carols and Christmas songs. They, they pretty soon get down the road in what Christ was really here for. The title I have is, His Birth Was One Step. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you just leave Christ in the manger, you've missed the purpose of his coming. So I want to start after the shepherds this morning. Um, and uh, start at verse 21 of Luke 2. And read down through here a little bit. And think about the purpose of this child coming as a baby and what all that means. Verse 21, when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. 
That's where I came from a little bit, Glenn, when I made that comment. <laughs> uh, verse 22. When the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves of two young pigeons, or two young pigeons. Let me stop here just a little bit. As I was going through this, I underlined a couple of phrases in my Bible. Jesus was, he, he came before the introduction of the new covenant. And you see a number of times here it talked about him doing according to that, that which was said in the law of the Lord. You get down in verse 27, it says, after the custom of the law, Jesus was doing these things, or Joseph and Mary were doing these things for Jesus at this point because he was still young. Verse 25, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, he took him, he, he took, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I'm going to stop there just a little bit. Jesus is still young here, okay? Very young. Simeon said, mine eyes have seen your salvation. What so many others missed, he caught, he knew full well. Verse 31, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles. Well, that gets way out in left field, right? Jesus is a light for the Gentiles. Not just, I'm your special people and I got the rights to this. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. He's a long ways from the birth of a baby in his, in his words. All right, let's continue on. We have another person here. Verse 36, there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, 
but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So here's another aged person that recognized who Jesus, I was about to say was, who Jesus is. Uh, she recognized him as the one that was to come. Verse 39, when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into, into Galilee to their own natives, to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I want to look for that phrase about the child growing, and it's almost word for word what it said about John the Baptist. The first part of that verse is, but then the, the latter part of the verse changes a little. The child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Continuing to read. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. Let me stop here just a little bit. Um, any of your parents ever leave a child behind? My parents left some children behind, and we lived half an hour from church. Uh, I'm not sure if I got left behind or not, but I almost remember that I did, and somebody took us home for lunch. And, uh, you know, it gets even... Uh, more of a possibility when you have other people that drive in the family, and so you have a couple of vehicles going to and from church. And, uh, yeah, it's not real hard to do. That didn't make my parents bad parents just because they accidentally left one of us at church one day. And I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but I... Uh, You don't see Joseph being referred to in Scripture as Jesus' father. He's named by name. I think that's important that we keep that in focus. Mary was his mother. Joseph was not his father. He was his the earthly father figure, but he was not his father. Okay, verse 44. But they... Supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. They sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. When they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? 
Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye have sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Now, children, if you ever get lost, this doesn't give you a license to respond to your parents with this statement, okay? Why'd you look for me? Don't you know what I'm supposed to be doing? I don't take that as, you know, I don't take that as a um, disrespectful response to Joseph and Mary. It says they didn't understand what he was saying. But as I thought about this, I wondered, you know, um, well, let me do it this way. So when groups go to Washington, D.C., and um, there are instructions given when they're handing out literature on the streets, they're given instructions. If you get lost of what they're to do, so, somebody on this bench right here, the third bench, if you get lost, what's the best thing to do? I'm talking to Sean and Patrick and Cedric and Brian. <laughs> All right, unified answer. Stay where you are. And that's what they're told when they go to D.C. If you get lost, go to a street corner, call us, identify where you are, and stay there. Why? Y'all can respond again. Why, why, why should you stay there? A stationary target's a whole lot easier to find than a moving target, Okay. And that's, that's what stood out to me in this. You know, Jesus is saying, why did it take you three days to find me? This is the logical place for me to be. And he didn't, didn't leave there. Now, I don't know where they would have stayed that week of Passover. I don't know if that's where he spent his nights. You know, I thought about it. Where, where did he spend his nights? His 12-year-old family's already gone. Joseph and Mary are gone. I've wondered, you know, where he spent his nights. But he spent his time when he was awake, I believe, at the temple. And that's, that's the way I take this. Why did you go looking for me? Why did it take you three days to find me? Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? Now, I don't know. That's just my mind going. Scripture doesn't tell us all that. 
All right, I want to um, skip over a little bit here in chapter 3. You have the preaching of John the Baptist mentioned here and going through some of the things that took place in his life and how Herod dealt with him because of, of uh, John's um, being up front with him about his, what he was doing that shouldn't be done. And then you have in verse 21 of chapter 3, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. I want to go back to Matthew's account just a little bit of Jesus' baptism. And uh, verse 13 of Matthew 3 says this, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he suffered him. And then verse 23 of chapter 3 of Luke, Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. And I'm not going to read down through this, but this gives Jesus, no, this gives the genealogy of Joseph back to Ab. All right? Because uh, it really is not Jesus' genealogy. It's talking about Joseph's father. And so it's not Jesus' bloodline. Jesus' bloodline went back through Mary. So at Christmas time, I'm, I, I enjoy singing Away in a Manger and, and all these songs about Jesus coming as a baby and reading the Christmas story and, and the shepherds, but we dare not leave him there. And I want to look at a couple of songs this morning, not in your songbooks, but some songs that I thought about as I, and I came across some things. I opened up a book that I rarely looked at I have a song book that has like 300 and some Christmas songs in it, and I didn't know there were that many. And there's a lot of Christmas songs there that I've never heard before. But as you think about Jesus, it talks about him growing up. And my, my mind has a little problem getting around everything with this. You all studied about the Word being made flesh and about how everything that was created is created. He did it. So, Jesus grew up in an insignificant town. He was the town of Nazareth. 
He was born in an insignificant town, except that it was the city of David. He wasn't where the places of learning were. He had the teaching of his parents. He had nature. He had scriptures. He had the church services, the Sabbath services, the yearly temple services, and communion with the Father, with his Father. But my mind gets to running because what all did he have to learn? He made it all to start with. And I'm not sure quite how the physical mind and all these things with the father before time, beforehand, figured into this. Did he need to learn things the way our young boys and girls need to learn it? Or did he already know it all? Because you know, when you get to certain ages, young people, they, they know it. Maybe Jesus knew it, but didn't tell everybody, yeah, I know it. Yeah, I know it. I don't know. Y'all maybe help me out after the service uh, as to what all Jesus needed to learn through the processes, teachings from his parents, uh, and so forth. But I came across a song that is written um, from Mary's perspective. It's called The Wonder of Wonders. The Wonder of Wonders as she looked on his face that this little boy spoke the worlds in their place. The stars and the moon shining brightly on them, the earth and the sun were created by him. The wonder of wonders as she heard his small cry that this voice had thundered on Mount Sinai. The hand that she held so tenderly had made a dry path through the mighty Red Sea. The wonder of wonders as she looked down and smiled that he was her maker as well as her child. He created the womb that had given him birth. He, had, he was God incarnate come down to the earth. The wonder of wonders as the father looked on in eternity past, this was his son had sent him to die on Calvary's tree, and that is the wonder of wonders to me. And the chorus says, The wonder of wonders, oh, how could it be that God became flesh and was given for me? The Almighty came down and walked among men and died on the cross for every man's sin. Oh, wonder of wonders, he died for my sin.
I was going to refer to two other songs, but Andrew led one of them, and that's fine. And it was it was interesting to me. I looked a little bit at some song histories and what inspired people to write certain songs. Then the song "A Little Town of Bethlehem" was written by someone that went over and experienced uh, Bethlehem. And uh, I thought that was interesting. And then you have another song that talks about the angels and makes no mention of the babe in the manger. That was written by a Unitarian. But we sing it. And we saw there's another one that was written by Catholics. And we sing it. All right, that's a side note. <coughs> I want to uh, close with another song, one that we've sung some. And it gives a picture, draws this thing together of the new birth, uh, so I'm sorry, the babe in the manger, his, his birth, his coming to earth, and the purpose of him coming. He didn't just come to have a celebration about him one time a year. And that's the song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Talks about his second coming. It also starts with this birth. Come, thou long expected Jesus, born to set the people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone, by thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. So this morning, if you leave Christ in the manger, you've missed him. Because he came for a far greater purpose than that. Yes, he came to live, grow up, live an example for us. But his purpose in coming was that we can experience redemption. I don't know, if Andrew, if you have any extra songs or not, but I don't care if you sing a couple songs here at the end.